0: Let's not fall into the habit of taking advice from Hollywood actors, for God's sake. But when they say something correct and it's meaningful, let's, you know, let's allow them to be correct. Woody Harrelson has been in one of my favorite movies. In fact, he's been in a couple of them. He says something here in this clip, which is part of a longer montage that's related to the environment. He is probably a climate change fanatic and probably an electric car fanatic and and all of that. But he's talking here about wanting government to change things. He's right. He says government won't. But something he says here should be true, but no longer is. So why isn't it? Government
1: won't make these changes for us. Yet again, it is down to the common man. No company will continue a practice or product that you, the consumer, will not buy. It's vitally important that you understand this because this gives you ultimate power to change the world you live in. Companies are extremely sensitive about you buying their products because if you don't buy their stuff, they go out of business. That's not something any company is willing to consider. And therein lay the magic of the China
0: model. China model fascism which first became very obvious with Obamacare, which I described in the following way way back then and begged the RNC to describe it the same way. Forcing people to purchase products they don't want for services they can't use, from companies they can't stand, for prices they cannot afford. The China model. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Appreciate everybody taking note of some of the changes that have occurred uh, now that we've formed this partnership with the radio network. The podcast will be going up on weekend national radio, and there's going to be a great deal of promotion of the podcast throughout their network. So you're hearing some different commercials. Understand, I can't hear those. I'll I'll hear them when I listen back to the podcast, but I might not get the same one you do. And our partners have been so cool about making sure that there's we made an agreement, no pharma ads, no ads from government agencies, and we are doing our very, very best to make sure there's no ads that conflict with a biblical worldview as described by me and my spiritual advisors. So some of, these, some of these things are hard to track down when they happen, uh, but we're, we're committed to it. I'm very thankful for this partnership. That was Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson uh, was in one of my very favorite movies called The Hunger Games. And folks who listened to the radio show way back in the day know that I after I watched those movies, and really I got introduced to them because my daughter wanted to watch them. So first I read the books. And then I told her, you have to read the books before you can watch the movies because the movies are very violent. And she was a kid. What was she? Fourth grade, maybe? No, younger. Uh, third grade. And and she read a lot. She'd, you know, she and I had done The Lord of the Rings together and uh, read that together. And she read the entire Harry Potter series. And I know there's different views on that. So I actually... I, I, I told her the Hunger Games stories by memory rather than reading the books to her. I, t- I told her the whole, the, the all three books. I think it's the best commentary on our times. So Woody Harrelson is speaking here, spoke in that clip about something that should be true. That companies
3: shouldn't continue to produce products that we don't want to buy. But the fact
0: is we live in a different time now, a far different time. And companies have figured
3: this out, that they can get government to force people to, well, it's not even purchase, that they can take
0: people's money away and force them to give it to the companies
3: in an act of theft. And this happens all over the place. And there's a cure. Sometimes the cure is so right in front of us that it's almost
0: impossible to see. I'm reminded of a time we went, uh, we went camping with some friends of ours, uh, my dad's friends, a uh, boy and a girl, and myself, my sister, and my father went camping. And sometimes the solution is so simple that it can elude us because of its simplicity. We'll talk about that and relate this to Russia and Nord Stream, conversation between Steve Bannon and the guy who runs Revolver.News, Darren Beattie. Got kind of cantankerous it did between the two. Pick and choose. You're going to hear some new advertising um, on the show, right? And I've explained that. Like, if it doesn't have my voice on it, I'm unaware of it. If it's a good product, do the research, buy the product. Uh, If it's not a good product, let us know. Uh, when I voice a partner announcement, it means I have investigated the company. It means that I would look you face-to-face and tell you, absolutely, I absolutely suggest this company. So, when, when, when you hear me do that, understand that the investigation has gone into this. Because if you look at the, the major partners of this program, they're what's called high-involvement purchases. What that means is it can take a lot of consideration. So finance, healthcare, weight loss, that's, that's high involvement stuff. So I'm very serious about the protocol for dropping unwanted fat from the body. Now, I'm a CrossFitter, so there's this, there's this uh, prescription that Coach Glassman wrote, and it is eat lean meats and vegetables, some fruits and berries, handfuls of seeds and nuts, little starch and no sugar. That's it. That's Greg's prescription. Pretty hardcore. A lot of people don't want to do that because you'll notice in that it doesn't include grains, et cetera. Now, when I lost 150 pounds of fat that I didn't want, because you know what? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to go out and lift sandbags again, 150 pound sandbags, but this time competing with a guy who's, who's less than half my age and stronger than me now. I know how, hefty, how, how heavy 150 pounds is. I learned some things about my body. You're going to learn. When you go through soda weight loss, it's not just shedding the fat. Go pick up how much extra fat you have in your body, 60 pounds? Go pick up a 60-pound bag of water. It's so heavy. That weighs you down every single day. I learned that there are foods that I need to eat very carefully at the right times. And the trick, the tricks to not letting it whack out my metabolism, you'll learn the same thing. And so to weight loss. If you're paying attention, you'll learn the same thing. There's cooking classes. Yes, they provide foods, convenience foods. I'm telling you something. If you're hungry when you're trying to drop fat, you ain't going to do it. And if you do it, you're going to boomerang. I just had a workout with a friend of mine who is an absolutely stellar wrestler. He was like a top college wrestler. And he was saying it's gotten harder to drop fat as an older guy. And This guy is as strong as six oxes tied together. And so it's not the point about about wrestling or being in the gym. The point is this. After soda weight loss, after the fat is gone, the learning is still there. That's something that's gonna last as long as you walk the earth. Hey, you like pasta? Here's how to eat it without getting fat. You like cake, here's when to have it. Here's the tricks so that the fat never comes back on. It's sodaweightloss.com. S O T A. It stands for state of the art. So there is a long history now, if you begin to think about things that you are forced to purchase from companies you don't like, services you can't need, at prices you cannot afford. It began with bundling. So Medicare is bundling. See, in, in, in Medicare, you are not the customer. You are the product. It's this insanely clever sleight of hand that companies have created. And they've lobbied through government. So there's not really health insurance available for older Americans. It's been priced out. It's been legalized out. It's been, it's been wavered out. I dread the day where there's no insurance available, but Medicare. And frankly, I just probably am not going to have insurance. I just, I, I cannot, I cannot wrap my head around having anything to do with Medicare because the way it works is. These companies argue and lobby to get their products covered by Medicare, wherein all Americans are forced to underwrite the cost of these products. And what that means is these people do not have to market anything. They don't have to spend a dime on marketing or a dime on customer relations. They have one customer, that's Medicare or Medicaid. That's the customer. You know, I I think of a friend of mine. Who had a, um, he has a wheelchair. He's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Fascinating guy. Somehow still figures out how to, he can still somehow play guitar, although his hands are paralyzed. I'm not kidding. And he's good at it. And he has a wheelchair that he needs to get around because of. he has a very specific type of paralysis. And I've had him on the radio show to talk about this. He went to get his wheelchair replaced for the first time in like 14 years And he, because he doesn't want to waste taxpayer money. Hey, it's a fine chair. It still works, but now it's breaking down. And he went to the wheelchair store and he said, okay, this is the model I want. He says, he goes, no, I can't sell that to you. Medicare won't cover it. He goes, what do you mean they won't cover it? I need this. I have to have this back support or my chair won't work. Well, Medicare won't cover it. Okay. Okay.
3: Fine. I'll pay cash. I can't sell it to you. What? I'll pay cash for that alteration. I'm not allowed to do that. So wait,
0: you will not let me spend my own money on that chair. No, you have to purchase this chair and then spend your money to have it modified. But I don't want that chair. Um, And I will take, I'll spend all my own money. This guy's, he is a good, good with money. Look, forget Medicaid. I'll just purchase the chair. No, I can't. I can't. I'll lose my, I'll lose my Medicaid certification. It's absolutely infuriating because my friend
3: is not the customer. He's the product that wheelchair company purchased my friend
0: and they purchase us. So what Woody Harrelson says there should be true, but it's not true because these people are in pursuit of this brilliant model where the, all they have to worry about is making happy a bureaucrat in Washington, DC. And there's multiple ways to do that. And so we end up with circumstances like these, you end up, with guys like Peter Daszak. Have you heard that name? He's related to the scam of COVID. Daszak is one of the guys who early on went and did patent trading, early on went and worked with these viruses, and, and, and he is implicated in the gain-of-function stuff. He's clearly implicated in the lockdowns and the tyranny behind that. So Daszak is as mobbed up as it gets, as fauci as it gets, as gates as he gets. Hey, guess what? He just got another grant from the National Institute of Health. This guy who in all likelihood is at the center of the swindle of COVID, in all likelihood at the center of the gain-of-function stuff and the Wuhan lab stuff and the patent trading before they announced the virus, just got another grant from the National Institute of Health. He purchases the ability to create viruses He purchases the ability to do this work and is granted our money to carry this work out. And sometimes the cure for this stuff is so right in front of us. See, Woody Harrelson really is a pretty much of an environmental fanatic. I mean, this is the full statement that Woody Harrelson makes. And it starts with environmental worry and the world is burning. He doesn't quite say that. But listen to what he says outside of the lines. Try to ignore the climate, you know, the panic around the climate. But think about this. And as we do this, let's think about a solution that exists right here in front of us. And it relates to many emails I get. All of a sudden, I'm getting a flood of emails asking me to be the guy that creates the list of companies we buy from and don't buy from. The
1: habit of buying junk fast foods that have no actual food in them, we buy gallons of poisonous household cleaners when one degradable soft soap will do. We are poisoning our homes and wasting our hard-earned money for no good reason. Why? Because the advertising industry tells us to. They just want you to buy stuff. For example, if a company pollutes the environment or uses bad business practices, If you don't buy their stuff, they will change. If you don't want food with chemicals or GMOs in it, then don't buy it. The minute we start taking responsibility and spending our money wisely, every politician, every corporation and leader around the world is gonna know that we have woken up. This is the 21st century. If we use our resources wisely, there's no reason why anyone shouldn't have what they need. There's no reason whatsoever why people are still starving to death on our planet. And the common man or woman, whether they are Israeli or Palestinian, Protestant or Catholic or Iraqi or American, the common man just wants to live in peace and justice in a clean environment. When we look around the world and we see that that is not the case, we know that the will of the majority is not being listened to. That's the first sign that our system is broken. Government won't make these changes for us. Yet again, it is down to the common man. No company will continue a practice or product that you, the consumer, will not buy. It's vitally important that you understand this because this gives you ultimate power to change the world you live in. Companies are extremely sensitive about you buying their products because if you don't buy their stuff, they go out of business. That's not something any company is willing to consider. And by choosing to spend your money wisely...
0: Woody Harrelson is probably a fanatic. And he said some right things. And sometimes the solution is so simple, it's easily evaded. Or we, we, we allow ourselves to be evaded by it. And so we end up in circumstances like this. We end up dependent upon countries that hate us for core energies. And let's remember something. What is a country? A country is a group of people who live on the same continent, usually. I mean, okay, so colonies or you know colonial empires are not always on the same continent, even. But generally speaking, it's on the same continent, on the same landmass. Generally speaking, they have some form of common interest. Maybe if it's just making sure that if there's a war, they win it. Although in America, that's not even the case any longer. But what is a community? Like where I live, a community is a group of people with generally we have the general the same interest, which is we want to be left alone. I live in a community of people who value being left alone and leaving each other alone. It doesn't mean that we don't step to help each other. We do. This is a community where if our elderly uh, neighbors, when the snow comes, I know already that we're going to take turns shoveling their driveway or using our snowblowers. I know that when their tree fell down, that all three gentlemen on this, you know, this hillside, we went down to, to their house to take care of the tree because they're elderly people. I also know that the second you do that, they're going to give you fruitcake or they're going to give you bread or sometimes wine they make or jelly they make. I don't drink wine, so I don't take it. But my wife says, why are you not accepting their wine? That's homemade wine. I want that wine. So what is community? Community is a group of people with some sort of common interest in some general area in which they live. Right. So we have a shared interest in our water here. Right. We're on a water system together. The water that someone is using to, to water their backyard, they forget to turn it off on their vacation. You know, I'll pop a note into the community system and say, hey, listen, I'm going to go turn your water off because it's been on for two days. And that's going to drain our resources here. We have the shared common resources. During fire season, we have the same common interest of not dying in a forest fire. So we have the same common interest of keeping an eye out for things. It's the first place I've lived where I'm not that wild about fireworks. I, I generally love fireworks, but not up in the hills. Not as dry as it gets around here. So sometimes the solution evades us. As I'm listening to Woody Harrelson and I'm comparing this to the news and I'm, I'm looking at this little argument that Darren Beatty had Darren Beatty is the founder and the boss man over at revolver.news. It's a good news site. And some of their um, investigative work is absolutely stellar. And Darren had been a speechwriter for President Trump. He also happens to be a, uh, I believe he's a PhD, Dr. Darren Beatty. He's on with Steve Mannon, And the topic of the pipeline comes up. I've had a bunch of people ask me, did we blow up that pipeline? And I've got varying opinions and and not really intel, but opinions from friends of mine who served in the military. And some of them doing dark ops, black ops, stuff like that. Said, yeah, I think that we didn't do it, but we advised. I've got other people saying no idea. I've got some are saying, no, no, way too risky. It's not something we would do, at least not something that we were cleared to do. So I want you to hear Darren Beatty and Steve Bannon have this conversation. But continue to think about the solutions because sometimes the solutions are so very simple that they elude us. And the solution to what? The solution to companies who no longer really care about us as customers, but simply want to buy us through government and force us to use their products, which is a heck of a lot easier than convincing us to use their products or services. Sometimes the solution is so very easy. It's so, so right there that we just skip over it. Hey, since Woody Harrelson was talking down soap, well, let's do a contrast and compare. Let's, no, let's do. Actually, no, thank you. Thank you, Woody Harrelson. Let's do a contrast and compare. So Woody Harrelson is talking about big mobbed up companies and he's talking about companies, you know, trying to pressure them to do the right thing. Well, we work with Allen's Artisan Soaps because I love the product and I love the people, and I love this promise: all natural ingredients. Hey, Woody Harrelson, here's here's your soap. Three generations of family expertise in soap making. Hey, Woody, there's your soap, and a company that is founded upon. The fact that all lives matter, and I probably just lost Woody Arrelson. It's founded upon the fact that we don't go around aborting kids because they have autism. We find a way to be blessed by the value God gave them. The Lord God gave us all talents. You have one. You have many. And we all fit into the body of Christ. And in the case of Allen's Artisan Soaps, you would think, well, wait, honest, Herman. Okay, I get it. They've got great soaps. They've got a red, white, and blue bundle. Watermelon, basil, that's the red. You get your pure white, that's, that's scentless. Lavender, rosemary, blue, red, white, and blue. You get that at allensoapscom slash Todd. Use my name, you get 15% off. A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd. You can also get the botanical, a botanical bundle. So cedarwood, jasmine, my favorite soap, lilac, applewood, lavender, rosemary, same as above, a little more than 15% off when you purchase it in the package. Take 10% off when you use the coupon code Todd at checkout. Okay, so you got that. But Herman, you're telling me that a young man, young boy, 12 years old with autism, so severe that he can't form sentences, provides value? Yeah. He's the chief soap officer. These scents, a lot of them came out of Alan's mind. Because Alan can smell things you can't. He can imagine things we can't. And he has a sensitivity you don't. So a soap that will work on Alan's skin and not irritated is a soap that is so natural and so pure that you can give this to anybody. But you can also be sending them a note to say, yeah, you know what? I do take my statement that all lives matter very seriously. Or you could go the other way. Yeah, that's soap from China. It's probably just tested on Uyghur women. It's allansoaps.com slash Todd, allansoaps.com slash Todd. Being, being forced to purchase product from companies you don't want at prices you don't need for services you can't use at, yeah, at prices you can't afford. I think I misspoke that a little bit. But it came to me when Obamacare came out, and this is what everybody's angling for. This is what corporate fascism looks like. This is the China model. So we look at now from community to country. We are now purchasing oil from Venezuela and Iran, two countries where the bosses of those countries hate the guts of American freedom. In the case of Iran, it's theological they consider us the, the big Satan to the, the little Satan of Israel. And they're a country that forced women to cover their face. Wait, so do we. That's right. They're a country that shuts down free speech. Oh, wait, so are we. They're a country that hangs people for practicing being same-sex attracted and active. Okay, we don't do that. Thank God we don't do that. They're a country that encourages suicide bombing. Thank God we don't do that. They're a country that's taken away the rights of women to read. Thank God we don't do that. There's some bright and clear differences. But at that country level, we're purchasing from these countries core energy that we need in order to run the country. But we could be doing something else. And sometimes a solution is so easy, it eludes us. This is Darren Beatty on with Steve Bannon. Let's get Darren Beatty into this mix. Darren, you've been following this very closely. Uh, I know you have very strong opinions over a revolver. Give us your assessment of the speech and the action today, sir.
4: Well, um, I'd say all of this marks a giant leap toward Armageddon. Um, The speech itself has a lot of fascinating components, but it didn't occur out of a vacuum. It occurred in the aftermath of, what might be one of the most significant attacks on European infrastructure in several decades, and that was the sabotage of major pipeline from Russia to Germany, the Nord Stream Pipeline. And that, in my view, marked a dramatic escalation. The Europeans all kind of quietly understand that this is likely at the hands of um nato allies itself that's why they're being good little vassal states and not making a lot of noise about it but putin in his speech
1: ho um, ho 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 whoa 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 whoa. slow down whoa 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 you're saying that germany and others have acquiesced to the fact that nato other nato allies actually blew up Nord stream
0: Where, where can you please cite a reference sir
4: well, I think the fact that, you know, in any ordinary circumstance, an attack of that magnitude on such a significant piece, I didn't of say that
1: I did, I didn't, I didn't ask that I didn't ask that I didn't
0: ask that you just asserted the NATO allies understood that this attack was another by another NATO ally. That's a mm-hmm. pretty explosive assertion. Can you back that up? Or is that just
3: your opinion?
4: Well, it's an informed opinion based on reasonable inferences from the behavior of the affected countries themselves. He's he's right. I I hadn't thought of that, and I'm ashamed of that. Where
3: are (laughs) – where where is the EU saying, hey, what did you do with our energy source? And and come to think of it, as we talked about last hour – where is the media outrage about all this natural gas being spewed into the water? Well, it's right where the outrage about the COVID
0: deaths, or probably the injection deaths are. It's right where the outrage is about the rigging of the elections. It's right in that same corner because this sort of behavior, this ignoring of a national, no, an international story of this magnitude, the severing of a pipeline. And please, a a leak. It's severed at the same time as there's now a competing pipeline installed. I think that comes from Poland. Oh, that's weird. When you look at the silence and you look at the orchestrated silence, please remember a phrase that we created on the program called the propaganda of silence. This is the most potent weapon that the media has, because if no one knows, if no one speaks of it, then it's like it never happened. It's that whole tree falling in the forest and no one heard it. Does it make a sound? Well, it makes a sound.
3: No one heard the sound. But if no sound is made, can you discover the fallen tree? This is the propaganda of silence. And. And. Bundling. Remember the Medicare example, the bundling.
0: Hey, let's get sex change operations in the Medicare. What are you talking about? These are old Americans. Who cares? We got it in Obamacare. Yeah. If you're, a, if you're an 80-year-old person paying your Obamacare premiums, you're paying for a sex chain surgery just in case you accidentally decide. Just in case you need the insurance, you know. In case you wake up at the age of 81 and go, oh, I, I, I'm a woman, a beautiful, beautiful woman. I'm so beautiful as a woman. And you wake up and realize, I look a lot like that young, that young
3: model I seen on the TV. That's bundling. What about media bundling? Is this escape, people? That cord that comes into your house where you watch ESPN
0: or, no, let's say it this way. You watch Fox News. That cord that comes into your house where you watch Fox News.
3: Every month, you write a check to MSNBC. Every month, you write a check to Disney to HBO, to Black Entertainment Network, every month,
0: you have been purchased. See, you can't have just Fox News unless you do it over the top, which is straight through your computer or Roku or a device like this. But to have any cable TV, you pay for all cable TV. When you buy the premium stuff, you just pay more. It's bundling. It's sleight of hand. It's the easiest way to quote sell a thing, which is to purchase people. Cable companies
3: come around and purchase entire neighborhoods where there's only one quote choice cable or no cable. And good luck with the rabbit ears. And sometimes the solution
0: is so very simple that it eludes us sometimes it just seems too easy and so it eludes us brings me to mind of a camping trip with my father and my sister and two friends of ours a young boy and a young girl brings me to mind of a kid named ronnie falling through the ice on a lake called rocky lake All right. So you take something like financial services. There's a mobbed up way of doing that. Then there's someone who is now created a financial relationship with this podcast from very, very early on. And what Zach and I do together, Zach comes on the show on Friday because I want him on the show because he's good. I was going to say good radio because I'm an old fashioned radio guy. He's good podcast. So he comes on with us every, um, every Friday. He also, though, knows about this audience because you guys and he are very similar. He has the same love of country that you do, but it's in the same place. That is that God first above country, God and family. That's all very real to Zach. If you hear him on the show, you'll know that that's a real thing with him. So he persuades people to use Bulwark Capital Management because of his record. Let's talk about that. It starts with the things that he's been telling us. So while you get your big financial entities like Fidelity or, God forbid, Bank of America with their happy, shiny signs and all things are good and everything's very, very normal and Joe Biden's a cognitive genius and nothing's mobbed up and nobody stole any money during the lockdowns, you have Zach Abraham saying, yes, twice, the Treasury illegally bought Corporate bonds for $360 billion, twice that is blatantly illegal, and it's mobbed up. And it's the financial system that we have. And yep, Tom Steyer and the people at BlackRock, Fink, Ken Fink, or pardon me, Larry Fink. Yes, that's right. They helped sink the housing market. Yes, that's right. They paid themselves bonuses. Yes, that's right. There's a revolving door between their firms and the Fed and the Treasury. And yes, it's corrupt. And it's the system that we have. For 10 years, he's warned us about the 0% interest rate loans and why the 60-40 stock bond mix doesn't work when the game makers are making the game so very risky. And it's the financial system we have. On the other end of things, you have beautiful brochures telling us everything is okay. Now, the reason for this is because Zach is a truth teller, because he stewards people's money, and because he is zealously, obsessively, and sometimes annoyingly focused on risk management. So whether you're retired or you're five to 10 years out from retirement, you can't risk it to not have Bulwark Capital Management looking at this from the perspective of a realist. Not someone who still thinks everything's normal and good but recognizes the financial system we have is the one that we have. And knowing how to work within it, that's Bulwark Capital Management. You'll it to yourself to call them at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial, LLC, and SCC-registered investment advisor. Sometimes the solution is so very simple that it eludes us.
3: I was thinking about this camping trip, and I'll get to that. But there's this example from
0: a Woody Harrelson movie that, to me, is the very, very best example of why I find the Hunger Games such a brilliant commentary. And it's so unbelievably sad that Jennifer Lawrence has become what she is. I, you know what? I didn't. I I forget her name. I'm so not Hollywood. I remember when she was a young woman who came from Kentucky and she was a very talented young actress and she was in a fantastic movie called Winter's Bone and the music from that, by the way, that's real Appalachian music. If you watch Winter's Bone, know that the women who are singing in that, that those are actual Appalachian songs from that area and they're actually performing. And by the way, they earn money from that. The, the movie in, in a rare act of good of, of goodness. Those those women got paid for their work on that soundtrack. So Jennifer Lawrence plays Katniss, you know this from The Hunger Games, and this scene says so very much to me. It's President Snow sneaks into her house. She won The Hunger Games because she tricked them at the end. She wouldn't kill her pretend love interest, PETA. They found a way out of it. I was watching the movie thinking, how do they get out of this? Oh, yes, yeah, suicide. Romeo and Juliet. They'll kill, they'll kill themselves by eating the poison berries. They both know are poisons, but then they had to stop the games because there has to be a champion, and Katniss has this beautiful line. It was right there. The solution was right there in their hands because PETA was supposed to kill Katniss, and, or Katniss was supposed to kill PETA, and one of them was supposed to be
3: the champion.
0: But Katniss saw the solution. So President Trump, pardon me, President Snow, Donald Sutherland, is in her house. She shows up, and he was not expected.
2: President Snow, what an honor. My dear, I think we can make this so much simpler if we agree not to lie to each other. What do you think? Yes, I think that would save time. Sit down, please. a problem is everything a problem that began the moment you revealed those poison berries in the arena if that head game maker seneca crane had had any brains at all he would have blown you to bits then and there but here you are i expect you can guess where he is yes i think so after that fiasco there was nothing left to do but to let you play out your little scenario. That whole love craze, besotted schoolgirl routine. Impressive. Truly. You convinced the people in the Capitol? Unfortunately, not everyone in the districts fell for it. I mean, you can't know this, but in several of them, people viewed your little trick with the berries as an act of defiance, not as an act of love. And if a girl from District 12, of all places, can defy the Capitol and walk away unharmed, What is to prevent them from doing the same? What is to prevent, say, an uprising that can lead to revolution? And then, in a fraction of time, the whole system collapses. It must be a fragile system if it can be brought down by just a few berries. Yes, it is indeed. But not in the way you imagine it. How should I imagine? You should imagine thousands upon thousands of your people dead. This town of yours reduced to ashes. Imagine it gone made radioactive, buried under dirt as if it had never existed like District 13. You fought very hard in the games, Miss Everdeen, But they were games.
3: Would you like to be in a real war? No. No. Well, she was. She just didn't know it. We are in a war. We proved that case...
0: This week, with California declaring war against your sovereignty as a parent,
3: against your conscience, against God. So, what if we step way over the line? What if we step so far over the line that we drop out? When we went camping, there's this young
0: kid I grew up with in very tragic circumstances later on. And, And um, I grew to have sort of a complicated relationship with his sister later on. We dated, probably shouldn't have, in that we grew up together. And we were camping, though, in the times of innocence at a place called Rocky Lake in my father's Shasta trailer. And I think dad slept in the hunting cabin and the kids got to sleep in the trailer. So there we were out on Rocky Lake during the winter. And Ronnie decided that he would go walk out under the ice. And I remember my dad saying, Ronnie, I haven't tested the ice. I, I I don't know how thick it is. Ronnie, that's not a good idea. I don't know how thick the ice is. It's it's
3: may not be a good idea. And then Ronnie fell through the ice and was screaming. And his sister Tammy was a little panicked. Now their I have, let's see, stepfather.
0: Now, Ronnie's father, Tammy's stepfather,
3: was not a nice man. N- not, not even kind of nice to them. I won't go into detail. It's their story to tell, not mine. But my dad had always been the adult
0: male figure who was nice. And here he sat. And I remember
3: looking at Tammy's face as if, Uncle, Uncle Terry, you're not, you, not going to do anything? My dad said, "Ronnie, stand up." And Ronnie was screaming, and he said, "Ronnie, stand up. Stand up, son." And he put his feet down. <laughs> he touched the lake so he, he touched the bottom of the lake.
0: Break the ice with your hands, walk back in." And Ronnie walked back in. He, he was, could have walked the whole time. And then we built a fire. And Ronnie had to take his pants off in front of the girls. <laughs> got to keep his underwear on. Only made it up to his, his pants. Never got to his shirt. Because we weren't going to stop our ice fishing because of Ronnie. And his pants got steamy. And we got that wonderful thing of, my dad can take care of us in the
3: woods. And all he had to do was stand up. It was this amazing sense of community. Once again, my dad proved to be the
0: adult in their life that they could trust. And so, what is a community? It's people with a common interest. What's a family? Well, it's
3: related people, or sometimes not, with a common interest. What's a city?
0: Well, anymore, it's often a divided group of people who simply don't care about one another. So, what
3: if the solution? was to unplug. What if tomorrow, what would be the biggest thing, the biggest downside of unplugging? If you called the cable company and said, we're all done. We're going to pick and choose shows that feed us spiritually. We're going to go to pure flicks. Watch shows like The Chosen. If it's sports, I'll purchase it all a cart. What would be the big downside to that bit of unplugging? What
0: would be the enormous downside to sourcing in your area
3: a family farm or two? Drive a little bit more? What would be the big downside to finding local egg producers? What would be the big downside
0: to finding medical providers in your area who take subscription payments,
3: all a cart, no insurance, and beginning those payments today and exiting the system. What would
0: be the huge downside? Take MetaShare for
3: insurance in case something, God forbid, serious happens. But for day-to-day stuff, Unplug. What would happen if in your neighborhood you began to look at who here has the capacity to store fuels? And what if we each took turns with this? Oh, and
0: incidentally, if you're in a community like mine, what, what really would be the issue with us deciding to pool our resources? Not in the sense of communism, which is by force or socialism, which is by force, but along the lines of the way that the apostles did, pool our resources to put some money into a purse. I mean, we already have a community. Well, why don't we have a community fire engine? Why don't we have a community tractor? We already pay people to come and clear out the snow and the big stuff and the
3: big parts of the mountain and the roads. What if we created that community in other senses? What if we took this church sphere that we're supposed to
0: live in, and that is something that we're supposed to do because the Lord Jesus did say he was creating a church and he wanted people to attend it and learn in there how to interact within the world. What if we took that and applied that to our community? And what if enough of us did that in our community that all of a sudden we were different? And what would happen if all of a sudden in being different, our kids and grandkids were going to school and they said to their friends, hey, would you like to come over? Our community's having a get-together. Your community, that's right. Our community has purchased this portion of Lakefront and we're having a get-together and you should come over. But there's some rules. Uh, I have to let you know. We don't allow cell phones. There's no TV. And there's prayers before dinner. And what would happen and in the morning? And what would happen?
3: If we unplugged from the world and plugged into the body of Christ, and what would happen if people noticed? And
0: what would happen if, God forbid, something really did occur of a medical situation that was huge and bothersome and scary, and you were able to go back to your friends and say, oh, how did we handle this? We set up a community fund. Not like communism or socialism, which is by force, but through the act of love, the act of being a community, that we set up this fund. And in fact, you know what? Some of the members of our community are CFOs and finance people. And we let them invest the money and we trust them because they live next door to us. And if they rob us, we'll take our AR-15s over and
3: string them up. What would happen if we didn't care about the system? To the degree that we can. I've got plums in the backyard and apples. I'm going to go pick them today. I'm going to take some to the gym, to church. I don't think we can eat them all. My friends, Aaron and Mike, just gave us fantastic gourds. And people in the cities, it's tougher for you. It is. Get out. I'm begging you to get out. I don't know that you can live outside the system in the cities.
0: Because sometimes the solution is so easy, so right there that we step over it because we think it needs to be complicated. If community after community after community did this in God's abundance, motivated by caring
3: for the least of these, Motivated by loving thy neighbor as we love ourselves. In a way to bring glory to God, can you imagine the change?
0: And sometimes this stuff happens and we don't know it. Do you remember a band called Journey? I mean, they still tour. And I'm sure that most of us remember the band. It was one of the most successful rock bands in history. Went through, what, two or
3: three iterations? They had some enormous hits. Open Arms, Faithfully.
0: And some of those hits, in fact, I think five, four or five of them are written by a guy named Jonathan
3: Kane. And I don't even know how this came to me, but somehow this folded up into a social media stream,
0: show research. Yeah, I know. I should unplug from that too. And yet, this is part of my show research. Jonathan Kane told his story, and it's gorgeous. He has a he has an organization called I'm Second. This is a very brief part of his story. I was so taken by this. He's been talking about Journey. He's been talking about getting into the band and the other bands he was in, and he had some he had some big chances to be in big hit bands, but Journey was the breakout. One of the reasons they wanted him in his band because this was his songwriting chops. He's talking here, and we'll get into discussing his father and the passing of his father, and then something else that happens.
5: But if I back up and and and, and mention the fact, my father was the one that gave me the advice, "Don't stop believing." My dog got hit by a car; it was tragic, um, and I needed money to pay for the vet bill. Uh, you know, and, and I had to call him, and I hated asking him for money, but I said, "Dad, I, I just wonder, should I give up on this?" music dream and come home to Chicago and forget about it. And there was a silence for a minute, and then he said, John, this is your vision. No, you're not coming home. Stay the course. Don't stop believing. And I wrote it down in this little lyric book that I had when I was writing lyrics. And it wasn't until five years later, Steve Perry looked at me and said, you got another song? And I said, well, let me look in my book. And sure enough, there's what dad had said. I wrote a melody to have a city boy and a small town girl on a midnight train going anywhere, I came in the next day, and uh, it was history. And I believe it's what got us in
0: the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame,
5: hundred percent. Thank you, Dad.
0: Now, going through listing the songs he wrote for the band, five of them. You'd all, you know, all the Years songs. Years later, when my father
5: passed, I was devastated. I didn't think I would be able to carry on. I, I always wrote for him. I thought I said. Everything I did, every note I play, I can trace back to my father. And then God, his voice came to me. I sat, as I was weeping on the piano, said, no, John, it's been me. It's me, John. It's always been me, through him. But I am the source. I am where it comes from, John. You've pleased me. And I went, oh man. How did I miss that? You know, so you were the guy in the room when I wrote faithfully. Yeah, I'm forever yours, Lord, faithfully. Oh God, I stand. You stand by me. I'm forever yours, faithfully. So when I wrote open arms, it was you. Yeah, Lord, I come to you with open arms. Nothing to hide. And believe what I say. Here I am with open arms, hoping you see what your love means to me. Open arms. All those songs, Lord, yes, it opened my eyes to, like, the transcendence of, of a father reaching down to his son. You know, through his natural father, there is this heavenly father, this voice that, that came to me. And now I know where it all comes from.
3: It's a beautiful story. It eluded him. The songs that he wrote had God at the
0: center and that eluded Jonathan Cain until his own father died.
3: Because sometimes the solutions are just so simple that they're easy to look past. In the Bible, God gave us a kit on how to live life. And guess what?
0: None of it's about being plugged into the system. None of it's about being in agreement with being forced to purchase products we don't want from companies we can't stand because they attack the Bible
3: and for other reasons, for services we don't need and at prices we can't afford. None of it's about systems
0: except for God's. None of it's about lasting shortage unless God decides it's time for a country or people to go through that.
3: And still the abundance returns. But it is about this. Family. Church. Community. All abiding together. The solution to this is to turn to how God taught us to live. And guess what? Satan can't touch it. The party can try to molest it, but they can't because it's God's way. Hey, Ronnie, stand up. Hey, friends, kneel in prayer and be thankful that God
0: Almighty created abundance. If we will simply stand up from our prayers, reach out our hands, and do the hard work of creating community that starts with unplugging some things. And by the way, if this podcast gets in the way of that, jettison the cast. Much more important that we live as God designed. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind.
3: And let's unplug and abide.